What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. Everything we accomplish in life depends on our willingness to begin again. What does it mean to begin again? To be a student again. To question deeply again. So reformat behaviors in accordance to new learnings. To abandon familiar patterns. Ultimately, letting go of what is for what can be. Not as an act of sacrifice, but as an act of interest. No matter how broken, beaten, battered, challenged, everything that lies beyond is subsequent to the decision of beginning again, the willingness of beginning again, and mostly internal fortitude to begin again provided by grace, if not your own willingness. Sometimes despite our own willingness, the grace steps in to lead us to a new beginning, where we go reluctantly. I would argue that what separates those who overcome and make it and those who give up and deteriorate is this very fundamental principle in action. Those that are able to rebound from any past failures, disputes, or any disturbances to their plan ultimately are in a position of power against any given circumstance because of their ability to rebound. Their adaptability and flexibility leading to shedding of familiar notions or expectations that they had results in an increased chance of thrival better than survival. And why am I talking about this and revisiting this conversation? It's Probably a theme that connects to other things that we've spoken about. It's because I've been witnessing the effects of it on my own life. With beginning again, the willingness, the reluctance, the grace. And I can also see it in those around me. And I can see a clear connection and at times a disconnect between the lives that we do live and can live. And how much of it hinges on the willingness to begin again? When I was younger, I always looked at people my age now, at 34, Jesus Christ, as people who are set in their ways by now. And I have witnessed plenty of people at 40 and slightly beyond, and even younger in this country, who have given up all possibility that they can be anything more than they have already known of themselves. And I was talking to my housekeeper the other day, and this guy's brilliant, especially in comparison to the expectation or experience that I've had with previous housekeepers. And you might think it's hard to notice brilliance when the responsibilities are menial and cleaning and cooking. But it's amazing with how much beauty and excellence and care we can execute, even with the most mundane of tasks. And well, other than his execution of tasks, his curiosity, his interest, his commitment to solving problems, 
his connection to solving them like they're his own problems. It puts him above most people that I've met here. This is my housekeeper I'm talking about. And he probably has more a keen emotional sense of things and people than several other people I've met my entire life, and especially people here, with seemingly higher quality professions. So in a conversation, how we got into this, he asked me about investment and mutual funds. And it's not a very common conversation, especially in the gap of socioeconomic status, where you wouldn't expect his mind to even be there or be curious about it. And because I love a challenge of explaining something that's complex in simple terms for anyone to understand, adding on top of the challenge of me expressing it in a language that I'm not as mature as I can be in, I wanted to nurture that curiosity because I don't see it. And like most other people in this country who come from social classes and have expected to not find any mobility to improve their situation so they have learned what what means they are expected to live in and then they just accept their place in the world and when i see someone who is brilliant no matter if he's holding a broom or a fountain pen i immediately am gravitated to encourage that human potential seeing any of it aches my heart to, to see curiosity not nurtured, to witness any intelligence unmet with challenges to hone it, to think about how many unanswered questions he may have had in his life that he just accepted not knowing the answers to because it wasn't his place or because his birth disqualifies him. And that just isn't something that affects him ultimately spills over to what we are deprived of when human capital isn't given the circumstance to rise up to be all that they are and can be and are given because of what made up things like money. And again, it's a complex issue of how to solve this, but I'm not trying to be insensitive. And it may seem obvious as a Westerner, and I don't take for granted the roadblocks to overcome poverty, especially while being responsible for a family back in their village. But when God gives you potential, and the only thing missing is resources, then that gap becomes the first obvious bridge to construct. And it sounds obvious and stupid to say, but that can happen as long as you have the right environment that allows you to believe it. Not necessarily the environment that provides you the resources, but the environment that allows you to believe it. So I do believe this expansion of life is vastly influenced by what is obviously working against their circumstance, which is the environment and the generational lack of resources, and the compounding effect that that has on an entire way of life and culture that is just difficult to uproot with a pep talk. 
right? And I understand that. I acknowledge that. But I couldn't help give him one anyway. And on top of satisfying his initial curiosity about mutual funds, noticing again his brilliance, keen listening, and eagerness to understand, I had to go further and tell him to think past his life, even though it may be hard for him to imagine, to think past the broom. And I think people, and we all forget sometimes how our life, the one that we're living, isn't the only one we have to live. And I always say this, someone somewhere right now is sipping champagne under the Eiffel Tower, living luxuriously. That was my definition of luxury when I came up with the saying in my mind. I don't know if I still agree. The point is, someone somewhere right now is sipping champagne under the Eiffel Tower at my procession of the peak of luxury. At any given time, because this is happening right now, as we speak, as you're listening to this, in any state that you're in, at any given time, there are an infinite realities. And we can really subscribe to any of them. But it begins with beginning. You see, we make life more complicated than it needs to be. And think the momentum we have found ourselves in is the only one we can sustain. And the older we get, the higher the torque of that momentum. And the more seemingly difficult to change course. But just like you didn't get here overnight to your current pattern of behavior, you can't expect to abandon all life and find yourself in the momentum of the life you want and live overnight. It comes down to being deliberate in your destination over the long haul and then sticking to it with all the tests of faith that come along that journey. And slowly shifting the direction toward the life you desire by using the quiet moments the free moments in your current life that can be the bridge to the life that you want. By behaving in those moments as if the person who is already there on the other side, by incorporating the activities of that person and what that person would do on the other side of the life that you already want. Slowly but surely inching toward that person by already assuming that you are him and then watch the compounded effect of it speeding towards reality. I think we forget and don't realize sometimes how simply, not easily, but with simple tools and steps, how simply and how much we can influence and change our life. And I had this conversation with him. If you read even one book a month in your free time, I told him, that's 12 books a year. That's 120 books in 10 years. In 10 years, you're still in your 30s. An age you're going to meet regardless of this effort that you put in or not, whether you read those books or not. And now with 120 books of knowledge in some specific direction that you refine over time, there is not a damn chance you are the same person. And there is at least a chance that in a decade, you are not holding the same broom. If not, the decade will come and go anyway. 
and the incremental progress that could have been made through the deliberate effort to nurture potential. Now, if you don't, the same decade ahead will not open more doors if you don't do the work over that decade. And again, at 37, in your late 30s, I would implore the same thing, the same thinking, because barring any tragedy, 47 will come, and 57, and 67. And before you know it, your body cannot handle the physical labor, and your only hope is that your children, like you, go and live in a major city and send money back home to you. And the cycle continues. We fail to realize how each moment, the thousand decisions we make in a day, are the portal to the vastness of experience. And how they each present an opportunity, each moment. Each of those thousand decisions in a day, they each present an opportunity to begin again. We all go through illnesses, tragedy, constraints, setbacks, the less we form into a complete hardened material that is immovable, the more our imagination expands or the less our heart settles on a way of being, the more agile and dynamic our life becomes. And sure, no one suggests radically beginning again constantly Progress is made by sticking to a certain path for a length of time. But just make sure the path that you're on isn't one that you've defaulted to. And it's actually something that you've chosen. And maybe recognize that the choice is still being made daily. And to stay where it is and to stay where you are is a daily choice. And as long as that's deliberate and not one you've defaulted to, No one suggests beginning again, but it's usually the opposite. For most of us, we need to be introduced to radical change. For the majority of us, we are in a pattern that is heading toward a direction that is far from what we want to be, what we want for ourselves, what you would want for someone you love. And being stuck in a mode of being is stagnation and the beginning of death and decay for especially human beings. For all animals, stagnation is the root of death. So in a way, beginning again isn't optional. It's something that we have to find a way to do and force several times in our life. Even when we feel like we have arrived, it's only to begin again. And here's the thing. I had this conversation earlier today with my father who is, in his own way, in the position to have to begin again. And that when you believe or say whether you can or cannot do something, whether you can or cannot begin again, whether you can or cannot be something outside of what you've known of yourself, what's outside of what you remember of yourself, that when you believe or you say you can or can't do something. The old adage applies. You're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. No one can tell you otherwise. And even if they do tell you, it would make no difference. 
your determination is where it all starts and ends. And through the inevitable suffering of life, which no matter how insulated, no one is safe from, and it to be expected through it all, no one can promise an outcome to you. And saying you can't leads you down the pathway to a dead end. It's a conversation ender with yourself. So you're not even taking a chance at the outcome. Regardless of whether one is promised to you or not, the can't leads you down a dead end. It's a termination of any application of will by discounting that it can reasonably be attained. You give up any chance of swinging that bat because you yourself use the word can't. And when you say you can, it leads you down a different pathway. Obviously a more expansive one than the can't that ends the conversation. And again, still no outcome is guaranteed. But what comes with the slight openness to change and openness to an image outside of your current self, what comes with it is an entire you that otherwise would have been buried deep within the fertile bed of your becoming. What you could have been and what you can be. That you invite with slight openness to change. Slight openness to being something that you are not right now. And that is what I wish for myself and for everyone. And that is what minimizes the aching of my heart to birth out of what can be actual being and to live in and as that being. And then all the while knowing there need to be no attachment because you have an oasis of potential at your disposal. One you can reach into and bring about a whole new you to better suit the graduating, nurturing, required environment to support the next level of you. You trust that in your ability to begin again, that you can always reach in and create from what is outside of you and begin again and again. All of this already accessible to you. And those that tap in to it bring through gifts for everyone. Don't deprive the world the gifts that are meant to come through you because of your rigid relationship and clinging to what you have already accepted yourself to be. Begin again. I love you, family. See more of you on the next show.